been 20 years of comedy. Yeah. Uh, Luis slipping on a cum shot on the ground and breaking his toe <laughs> during a shoot in Brazil. I mean, you know, breaking your toe on a cum. That's great. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gab Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas. With me as always is Jay. We are from Plug Rush and whynot.com. Two different companies. Who knew? Know, right? So, Jay, yes. we are talking to Stephen Gruby today. Yes, this is going to be a very interesting interview. Stephen has been around forever. I think he's our first guest who has been kind of a forefather of the transgender niche in adult. So we're going to get a lot of good information. And hey, who knows? Maybe we'll convert over a few curious listeners to the dark side. I had a pleasure of meeting Stephen, both in Barcelona, but also no latest uh, before the Expis show in LA and uh, had some cigars with him. He's a big cigar smoker. It's really interesting because like, who wakes up in the morning and decide that, hey, transsexual porn, that's where I'm going to make my living. Yeah, exactly. You know, you wake up in the morning, you roll the dice and you decide, Hmm, is it going to be men or women? And we're going to find that out today. So before we get into that, let's take a short commercial break and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked. Fake Hub, and more on face sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay face sites, and Nudaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, K-Top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you very much for joining us for this edition of Porn and Coffee. Uh, with us today is Stephen, the founder of Groovy, and I have a feeling that we're going to get into some really good discussion today because Stephen has always been that guy who is never afraid to hold back. So, Stephen, we're really, really happy to have you with us here today, and thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me here. It's the um, first time I've done a podcast. Are you serious? Actually, really? Well, I I done one with Vendo, um, but it was just over a table. We'd done it, we recorded it, and it went out. This is the first time I've done one across uh, across the interwebs. Ooh, podcast virgin, love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be gentle. <Nice. laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, manhandle you or womanhandle you or something. Be gentle and use loop. <laughs> Let's uh, let's start out this way, uh, Stephen. Would you telling us uh, what Groovy production is uh, and and what's it all about? Right. Well, Groovy, um, those who know us will know that we're all about transsexual production. We own a number of websites. Some of the longest running websites, actually, I believe, we have one of the longest running websites, adult websites in the world. We produce DVDs. We have 
the Transgender Erotica Awards every year. So we're kind of trying to be as much of a porn company and a lifestyle company. We're very, very involved in the community as well. And it's 20 years old this year, and we're very excited. It's going good, yeah. Awesome. 20th anniversary. Everybody's invited to the party in Los Angeles in August. Your invite's in the post. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you need to clear up anything, but when yeah. I met you in LA, um, there was something like, is, is it called she-male and what's the other ones called? And is it inners and outers? And like, can we just like clear the thing? Like, what is the proper way of see, saying it? Terminology, it's very important. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk, a lot of people have issues with the terminology, but I, I, I know that point of view, I know where we're coming from. The word shemale is a porn word. It should only ever be used in the context of porn. It was invented by the porn industry. Okay. It is nothing other than a fantasy word for porn. You could never call a transgender person a shemale or a he-male or whatever. You, you know, that's just that's just entirely inappropriate. It's rude. Okay. The word tranny, tranny is a bad word. In fact, many think it's worse than shemale. The correct terminology for somebody who's transgender is transgender or trans woman or trans man. There's a lot of trans men in the industry as well. People like Buck Angel who started this. And they are men who transition from female to, to male. So you sometimes see it as FDM and you sometimes see the men who transition to women as MTF. But, of course, the correct way of thinking is these people were always in that mindset. So um, yeah. they didn't actually transition from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. They were always kind of there. Yeah. So she knows a porn word, tranny. Eh, nobody should use that. Nobody really uses it. What about just the word trans? Trans woman, trans is good. Trans woman, trans man is great. Trans is the, okay. the right way that I, I'd like to see it going trans. But um, transgender is just too long and too cumbersome to be a useful word for porn. Yeah. But when it comes to individuals, it's whatever they want to be called. It's up to them how they want to be identified. So be careful in this part of the industry. It's uh, it's easy to offend people when, when it is. But you know, most of the um, most of the cam companies, the dating companies, I've advised quite a few of them on it, and they've changed it mm. to, to to reflect what it should be. Because when you get to dating or, or cams, really, it's better to be trans or transsexual. Yeah. Nobody wants the, the transsexual woman don't want to transvestites mixed up, which is a completely different. Thing. Right. Oh yeah. That's men who dress as women for us. Yeah. Right. For a sexual <laughs> preference. It's not, a, it's not a way of life for them. The porn companies, some of them work very, very carefully. For my company, with a website that's 20 years old, it'd be very difficult for us to change our flagship website. As far as, co even, we don't even call the girls shemales on the actual side. We don't refer to somebody, an individual, as a shemale. No. I want to ask you a question about sexual orientation. So this is something as well that I think a lot of people might be confused about when it comes to the transgendered niche. I mean, do you consider it to be more of a straight niche, a gay niche, a gay market? What would be the correct way to look at that? I think you know the answer to that one, but for everybody else, because <laughs> we've talked about it before, I believe, Jake. Oh, yeah. For everybody else, it's, it's gay men, as far as I'm aware, like men, like people who look like men. Mm. A transgender woman is... For all intents and purposes, a woman with a few inches extra between the legs, a few or fewer differences between the legs. That's about it. Mm. So definitely in terms of adult marketing, we market it towards the straight crowd or we market it towards actually there's quite quite a big market now coming out of transgender people who want to look at other transgender people. And that's pretty interesting. That's a new thing that's came up over the last few years. And maybe something we can look at further on in the the podcast but definitely if you're marketing it's straight it's straight 
Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this then, Stephen. How did you wake up one morning and decided this is the thing I want to work with? This is <laughs> what I want to earn money on in my life. I didn't. I was a I was a film student, and I ended up in London. I was doing bits of work. I got a computer. I was surfing websites, and it was the news groups back then. And um, I downloaded. I was downloading porn just for my own collection. And then I got the Idiot's Guide to HTML and started, you know, playing with things. And I had some free websites that I put up. Those Asian women, which is something which I'm very, very keen on. Mm -hmm. I had a shaven woman one. I had a plumper one. And I was always fascinated by transsexuals or females as I knew them then. Never met one and seen the little bit of porn out there. I put them up. The one that went through the roof was the transsexual one. It was just, it was people were emailing me photographs, taking photographs of themselves. So it went from that to being a, a, a site on a um, sex key, I think it was on, hmm. to then being Ooh. a CC bill site or an iBill site. Uh, remember those fuckers? Do I swear on this? <laughs> the more the better. <laughs> remember those fuckers iBill? And remember those fuckers DMR? Those were the next fuckers. <laughs> and um, anyway, just the transsexual one just worked. And it was, um, the more I started working it, the more interest I got in it. And we got a photographer contacted me from Texas and he says, can I uh, send you rolls of film and $150 a roll of these Texan transsexuals? And I was like, wow, yeah. This is 1996, 97. Yeah. That was the first product shot for the internet of transsexuals models and from that we just developed we, we had a new photographer tony v from new york who still works for us i went to thailand to shoot lady boys in thailand and bangkok by myself it was it was a bit of luck and a bit of providence it just came together yeah yeah you started as a publisher and all of a sudden it's like let's make our own content in the end after a couple of years yeah I, sense. I mean publisher is probably the nicest word i think probably somebody what do you what do you call somebody who takes photographs from other places and publishes them <laughs> On their own website. Uh, Is it a fucking pirate? <laughs> <laughs> but in 1997, nobody knew. Nobody it was just, knew that. I was just a kid. I was just somebody doing it for fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so I, mean, I used to do some of the photography myself and then just, you now it's just a business, yeah. I love it. Yeah. This might be kind of a sticking point here, but let's talk about it anyway. The affiliate program model. A lot of affiliate programs kind of went, went away over the last 10 years. It was kind of a perfect storm of problems and issues. I would just like to know how Groovy has managed to kind of stay ahead. And uh, as well, I mean, I remember back in the day, you'd had people that had rebuild, you know, for like 100 months straight or something like that. So uh, tell us how the affiliate program model is still viable for you guys and uh, what you did to kind of stay ahead of the fray because people were losing their asses over the last 10 years. I think you're right in saying there was a perfect storm, but that perfect storm was mitigated also by a lot of stupid concepts in, in pay sites and in the affiliate programs. People offering massive PPSs or people just not doing any marketing themselves and looking for the 100% affiliate models so every affiliate Every member was an affiliate, so they're only getting 50% and you still had to pay for the product. On top of that, product became easier to produce. Everybody started getting into digital cameras, that sort of stuff. So that all came up. The piracy did hurt. But I, I think that the, the truth of the matter is there was a lot of unsustainable programs out there which were doing great when they could get it out to tens of thousands of people at a few bucks a pop. That's all that to make. But once uh, the competition came up, once the piracy affected us, and probably a lot of them deserve to go out of business, to be honest. For, for me, my program, our program works where we only have about 30, 35% affiliates. Uh, the rest are all our own 
customers that we get through social media, through the branding. The, 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 the Groovy brand is out everywhere. We're also working in a very, very targeted niche. So anybody who comes onto the internet looking for transgender material or, or may have a passing interest in transgender material may not find us right away. We can't compete on SEO with pirate sites. We can't compete with some of the bigger companies who used to have trans websites but anybody will eventually find our product they used to find it through the news groups now they'll find it through we have a whole network of blogs we own forums um, our twitter accounts we have amazing traffic on we used to do some facebook some tumblr we do uh, reddit so people will find us the girls are actually our strongest marketers and that they will go out and retweet our stuff and show it off. And we give them the T-shirts, Groovy Girls T-shirts, posting photographs of that. So I think this, the, the thing that has made us stand out from a lot of other companies is probably the fact that the brand in a smaller niche, you will find us. Can you imagine you're competing for, say, blonde cheerleader types? I mean, how many different companies were doing that type? Yeah. Yes, a much bigger share of the pie, but... Maybe that product was never able to be found. Yeah. Would you say then that your niche is more protected that way? There is there's not a lot of them posting that thing on the tube sites and stuff like that, or oh, not at all. The, the piracy is rampant. It's huge. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's all over the tube sites. We're gonna hit. We're gonna hit as much as anybody. We were very very aggressive against piracy early on, yeah. and we still we, we actually use three anti-piracy companies at the minute to get our content taken down. We have a very unique look, you know, some of our content, like the black stuff that we do, black T-girls, there's virtually nobody else doing black transsexual content. Mm. We have Shimo Japan, and uh, we're the only company in the world that's doing Japanese mm. stuff. Shimo Yum and some of our other websites, where other websites were focused on getting the very, very top two, three, four, five percent of models, the, the amazing looking ones. We were given a venue for um, girls of all different types and body shapes and sizes, different age groups to come and put their photographs out there. Um, and that's actually worked for us in that, you know, a lot of those girls ended up being more popular than the stereotypical Jessica Rabbit sort of look. Okay. That's an interesting way. But what kind of trends do you see there now in the adult industry? What, what is the future of porn? The future of porn, I, I'm, we're still developing websites. We're building websites. We we launched a website three months ago, tgirls.porn, which is transsexual with transsexual or transsexual with girl. And that's kind of a new niche. You used to be able to do it, but it was girls who weren't really into each other. These are girls, this is a new generation of girls who are into each other. And the website's doing phenomenal. And we did another website, femout.xxx, which is girls who aren't quite ready for the um the bigger websites at the beginning of the transition. And that's been hugely popular as well. So that was two niches that were sitting there ready to be taken. Some of our other sites we've launched, we launched the UK branded one. That one's not really worked out. You know, some work, some don't, but you've got to keep trying and developing. I think the future for us is to continue those brands, um, to continue developing with new producers. Um, we're just in a DVD with Mona Wales, which is yeah. awesome. I think it's the best Best transsexual DVD I've seen. I had nothing to do with it apart from the money, and <laughs> hmm. she's 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 just a, been amazing. And and a lot of the girls who work with Kink and work with her worked on it. Yeah. It's pretty fabulous. Haven't seen it, but I love Mona's work. Not out yet, but I'll send you the trailer link later. It's looking really good. <laughs> but the, the trends where we're going to VR, I think, is going to be massive. Yeah. I think I think VR. I've played with it. I think it's amazing. I think it's, it's certainly a niche. Can you imagine the point where you you're going to be able to do that VR VR with a real person? Yeah. yeah but yeah. it doesn't have to be that individual. It could be anything. I could be talking to you. 
And even though it's you there, you could actually put a skin on yourself on the computer that makes you into a gorgeous Amazon black woman. I don't know. Uh, whatever you think, <laughs> nice. whatever you think it makes, makes you know, Jay into a dog, a dog. Jay could be a puppy there. That kind of thing. I would love that. Let me tell you something, you know, this, this kind of brings up an idea, you know, and I don't know if this is like getting too philosophical or not, but I mean, you know, do people suddenly become interested in transgendered people or is it something that they're more, I guess, born? Because the thing is, is that I would think that you're kind of able to convert people who are curious. And if you were to do something like that in VR and give them options that maybe they might, you know, kind of go by the way of the dark side, so to speak. People don't want to be caught. I mean, we're still at the the unfortunate thing where there's still a stigma attached to dating transsexuals or, or looking mm. at transsexual porn. You know, this is why the internet, um, and possibly this is one of the reasons why we've been able to be so successful over the years. If you got caught with Playboy under your bed or hustling under your bed or when you were like 15, ah, it's no big deal. Yeah. Really? <laughs> right. You know, I'd be, I'd be worried if my kids didn't have it at some point. Um, sure. But if you got caught with, you know, big black transsexual whackers under your bed or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's probably a different conversation we had. And it, that shouldn't be. It should be, <laughs> it's, you know, it should be normalized, but exactly. it, it, that's stigma there. So what we found is quite a lot of the, the best traffic we've had in sales has been coming over from non-traditional areas. We, we, did a, we did something with ATK years and years ago on their exotic site. And it was a link in some content into one of our sites. So ATK being the straight up exotic teen cuties, the ratio of sales was something like one to 46. It was, it was insane. So yes, if people get introduced to it through the right channels, they'll get into it. Yeah. They could get into it. They may get into it. Yeah. But whether it gets to the points where they're sharing it with friends and being open about it, we'll, we'll have to see. Every year you, you celebrate this. Find the best uh, of everything in your niches, and you call in for a tea party, or at least you have a tea award. Tea awards and a tea party. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what is the tea, tea award all about? When did it start, and, and what do you do? It started off eight years ago when it was called the Tranny Awards, and it was just kind of for fun. It was just online, and then we had a little kind of thing at one of the parties. Over the years, we, you know, I think three, four years ago, we decided that um, Tranny Awards wasn't presenting the best uh, word trying to know now is not the great word to use, even though it's a catchy. And some of the sponsors weren't really wanting to get involved with this by using that word. So I thought T Awards sounds great, Transgender Erotica Awards. Mm. We invited the trans men to be part of it. This year was the, the best we've had. It was it um, for the second year running at Avalon in Hollywood. There was about 400 people. There's practically every model you can imagine coming in from all over the world. Um, Jap Japanese models coming in, uh, South American, European girls flying in from the UK for it, Canada, right across the USA. And they come there, and I think they're amazing. I think the girls, they, they dress in gowns, in ball gowns, and yeah. beautiful and classy. I mean, you know, some of them aren't so, but most of them are just amazing. And uh, There's a lot of crossover now. A lot of mainstream want to be involved with it. Um, this year we had a lot of, Companies which actually traditionally don't work in the transgender niche sponsoring us and being part of it and being there. And it's just, they enjoy it. They come in, it's a really good, fun night. Um, I have a great award show. It's a lot of fun. And then the next night, um, we have a party. Um, it's a Bordeaux, Bordeaux, which is in Hollywood as well. And it's just a it's just a great event. You guys have to come out to it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I heard somebody else from the industry said your award show was one of the best award show 
of the whole industry. Huh. I I go to the award shows and I I like them. I like them in general, but it's it's easier for us to be a better one because everybody there is involved in every single award. Now, you go to another one, like say you go to Expos or AVM, and they're doing the best gear or the best plumper or the best this, and you're in another area, It's you could go through 30 awards without having anything relevant to you or your friends. This one, every single award is relevant to the people who are watching because they have friends in it, they're in it, or they're up for it. Mm. So it's it's quite easy. But we do put on great entertainment. There's a girl called Hudsey Horn. She works for Stockroom, and they sponsor the entertainment. And she's got great singer, and she's hilarious. She does it. We've got um, Jujubee from RuPaul's Drag Race is our MC for the night, and she's just fantastic. And the venue's great, and it's nice because it's 400 people. Maybe we could fit another 150 in, but it's, it's quite small and, and tight. And it's a lot of fun. Like I said, a lot of industry come. Um, sometimes Gamma, Game Link. ICM, uh, Pussy Cash, of course, they're a big sponsor of ours. And then all the trans companies, yeah. Oh. So when is your award show? It sounds like it's about the same size as the Why Not Awards. We get about 400 as well, a little over. I think it's it actually it feels a little bit more like the Why Not Awards in that it's just a little bit more personal, a little bit more fun, you know, instead of just, it's not sterile, you know. Right. The only Why Not Awards I went to were in um, Prague maybe four years ago, five years ago, I think. Oh, We've grown so much since then. Well, that was good. That was a good one. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, what I can remember of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a good night. And um, it is a little bit more like that. So I was in March, um, start of March in, um, in Hollywood. So, Stephen, can you then tell me who was the biggest winners of uh, the Tea Award show this year? Yeah, there was a number of winners, obviously, from different categories. But the big awards were the best hardcore model, which was won by Janelle Brooks who is a really fabulous model. She appeared in the Caitlyn Gender DVD parody, which was very popular, and a number of stuff throughout the years. She's worked for us as well. Ah. And uh, unfortunately, she couldn't make it out this year. Um, she was having a couple of issues, medical issues. But um, I know she was very excited to win. Hmm. Domino Presley, who has been around for a few years now, was the best solo model. And she she's pretty fabulous. She's pretty amazing looking. Uh, she was there. Kylie Maria, another very, very popular model. She's yeah. getting a lot of exposure. Won the Fan Choice Award, which I always think the Fan Choice Awards, you know, kind of one of the really cool ones. Yeah. And then Best New Face was a girl called Natalie Mars, who has been around doing her own stuff on cameras for years, and she just decided she wanted to be in websites this year, okay. even though we've seen her. And uh, that was awesome. Um, and and she, she was there. Practically every winner was there, actually. Awesome. Um, you know, let me ask you this. It seems like more and more that there's more transgendered models out there. And I don't know if there's more female to male, male to female, whether they still have their original equipment. You know, can you fill us in on this? It seems like there's so many of them out there. Yeah, there's more models coming up every week. I get something like, I don't know, I get 20, 30 applications a week by models. Most of them aren't really acceptable, aren't really able. This is just the U.S. and aren't wow. really workable. But in, and sometimes it's just because of the location. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. If we had enough budget, we could shoot nonstop. We're still producing nearly 200 scenes a month worldwide, Damn. which is you know a, a massive amount of content. Yeah. And, you know that includes multiple scenes within the same shoot, but still and, and hardcore scenes in Japan and Brazil and Thailand and UK, Canada, everywhere. But as far as how many models are, we debut 100 new American models a year on one site so that's pretty pretty impressive there that doesn't include all the that's a debut that's brand new models coming out most of the models we shoot are pre-operative they 
of the they haven't uh, or non-operative it should really be called they have their all original uh, genitalia and most of them a lot of them have no interest in actually surgery some of them do some of them don't we do work with models who have had the surgery we've got a girl who worked for us for years uh, Adriana pre-surgery and now she's had the operation she's coming back to do a shoot, shoot with us she just completed it it's going to be out on Monday that's always kind of cool to see somebody going through that full yeah. transition there the FDMs the trans men has been a growing market it's, there's a lot of them coming out but I'm not sure how the, the business is doing we don't really do that side of the business we work with people who are in it but we don't actually do any ourselves but um, I've seen a lot of it yeah but it is well put this way Somebody's lived their whole life as a boy and finally they're able to transition into who they really believe they want to be and who they feel they should be. They get up and they're a new person. And what do you want to do? You want to go and show it off to the world. You want to say to the world, look, this is me. Not only that, the validation of going onto a website that guys are going to pay for a photo shoot and they're going to see you is actually a good motivator for a lot of people. It shouldn't always be the right motivator. And we try to say to people, look, there's not always a career in porn, but lots of them aren't even interested in a career. They just want to do a few photo shoots and be out there because the validation it gives them as a woman that people are wanting to see them is that. I think it's um, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's, I, I love getting up and finding new models, applying, and um, it's pretty awesome. All right, let's, uh, let's shift gears here a little bit and get into your personal story, Stephen. Uh, yeah. First of all, you're smoking a cigar as we're doing this interview, which you know, you're kind of known for that. So how did you uh, get this love for cigars? And is it a phallic thing? <laughs> well, I'll get to that in a minute. But just for anybody really interested, I'm smoking one of my favorites, a tattoo tattoo from Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you had one of those, Thomas? I have not yet, no. I will bring you one. Awesome. Um, I got into cigars in my 20s and mm. I developed a just enjoy it. I, you know, I, I like a drink. I like a cigar, and um, it never really kicked off when I was coming to the shows. And um, Doug and I, Doug Wicks and I, sometimes it was just him and I sitting in the corner smoking, and then, and then we figured out there was like lots of other smokers there and people who were into it. And now you come and there's what there's sometimes there's fifteen of us all sitting under a blue crowd, cloud, <laughs> yeah. sorry, yeah. Smoking cigars and enjoying ourselves, and I, I believe I just go to the shows actually to smoke cigars. It's like it's like it's like our friend Tobias who runs the Facebook group for cigar smokers. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't even know what he I don't even know what he does for a living. He just goes <laughs> yes. <and> smokes cigars. <laughs> who is he? Smokes right. cigars and wears hats. That's what he does. <laughs> who is this guy? He just comes and smokes cigars. <laughs> Is it a phallic thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't put anything else into my mouth, really. Um, <laughs> it may be. I, I, um, I like the taste. I like the taste. It relaxes me. It helps focus me, actually. I normally have one about five o'clock in the house. Focus me because I've got a couple of hours work to do before I go and make the kids dinner. And um, hmm. It's also a relaxing thing, I feel. I mean, when I sit down with Tobias and, and you guys and have a, have a cigar... Then it's like it's, we are not selling anything. We are not doing any work. It's just like now it's relaxing. Let's talk about this thing. Just exactly. But level, so. to be honest, you know all the business at the shows is done at the bar. It's done at the after parties. It's done at the dinners. It's never done in the meetings. No. Um, and the cigars have been part of that. The cigars I've got to know people through the cigars that I wouldn't have normally maybe got introduced to. Yeah, yeah and so you like other cigar people, so. That's where the business General, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of them. <laughs> well, listen, that's what that's what I too I try to avoid. But yeah. um, it's you know when you go to cigar lounges all over the world, you walk into them and immediately you can make a, a an acquaintance, a friend. People get talking. I made some great friends just through visiting bars and lounges. You know? Yeah, 
But I, I truly believe that marijuana could do the same trick. Well, every time I smoke marijuana, I, um, I've had like great, great ideas and discussed it with people. In fact, I've had cures to cancer. And then I woke up in the morning and forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stole the goddamn idea. Yeah. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and nudaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Before we wound this thing up, do you have any crazy industry stories from your side of the industry that you can share oh, with us? Christ yeah. almighty, really? God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, because... well, I am writing the book. You are, um, yeah. yeah the, you know, my my industry is it's my part of the industry. What we've done has been crazy. Twenty years. We used to. Oh my god, I don't even know where to start. I mean, the stuff we've had guns put on us in Brazil twice, off police, off robbers. Ooh. We've uh, Mexico. We've been held up with bordellos in Mexico. We've been to um, pick. We used to pick transsexual models are streetwalkers up off Santa Monica Boulevard. Some of the stories with that have been crazy. Some stuff I just can't talk about. I mean, the people the people listening here will know everybody. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just com- that's been, it's been 20 years of comedy. Yeah. Uh, Luis, slip, Luis slipping on a cum shot on the ground and breaking his toe during a shoot in Brazil. I mean, you know, breaking your toe on cum. <laughs> that that's great. You know, I mean, the stuff that he fucked shows is, is tame compared to what we've seen. Um, <laughs> Guys get chased down the street. Photographers get chased down the street with the lights and the cameras where the taxi's driving away with two transsexuals in New York chasing them, claiming he ripped them off. Um, <laughs> the, time, the time Tony V and I were in LA, sorry, Vegas. We're in Vegas and we met these two transsexuals in a bar, two black girls. And uh, we start talking to them. They tell, we're telling them about our business, about our company, and da 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 And they're all wanting to shoot. So we get our cameras and we go up to the room with them and they start to take the photographs and they take their clothes off and they take their panties off and there's no penis. They're, they're not even transsexual. They're just... <laughs> they're just women. <laughs> hate when just that women, women, women who kind of... Yeah, who kind of... You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's been non-stop, the comedy. I used to go to Brazil and hire a boat and have 10 or 12 models out there and 10 guys and do photo shoots and do all that stuff. Yeah. It's been crazy. Now it's a little bit more sedate. You know, I, I spend most of my life sat at home behind the computer. I travel to Los Angeles. I uh, spend a lot of time in LA doing work with people there. Um, and most of the comedy actually comes via the internet now. It's yeah. the stuff I... When is your book coming out then? 
Oh, it's whatever. It's long. It's a long term thing. <laughs> it's a work but, in um, progress. It's more. It's not going to be a biography or a story of the company. It's going to be anecdotes from from what we've done over the years. More like a, a, a journaly type annual. Yeah. But you know, the, the really funny stories are the ones we can't tell because yeah. they're about people that we all know. Yeah, yeah. And that oh, we see probably in the shows. You know. That is true. That is true. What the. And that, my uh, okay, listeners, yeah, is the sound of a torch. <laughs> okay. Now, we, who knows what kind of an answer we're going to get here. We like to ask this. And uh, most of the answers we get are really safe. So uh, maybe you'll give us a dangerous one here, Stephen. Do you have any specific industry crush? Anyone that we all know and that uh, you know, you've been secretly pining for and it's soon to not be so secret? Or if you really wish to go the safe route, you can just give us an industry shout out. Somebody you think deserves some honorable. Gosh, where do I start? How many crushes <laughs> do I have? Just about, just about everybody I see. My, my go to cuddle, my go to cuddle, and I've had a huge crush on her for years, is, yeah. um, is Kelly Shabari. Oh. You know Kelly? She's awesome. Sure. She's just an awesome girl. She's great. And she's a cuddle. But I, I tell her how much I fancied her for years, but I don't think she believes me. And then the other, I, you know, I don't want to upset anybody. They're all man crushes. They're all my bros, all my friends, all the guys. You know, I'm very hooky. I'm very, you know, I like spending time with people. So, um, you know, yeah, I love, I, you know, that, that whole cigar crew is fantastic to hang out with. You know, we have a good time, right? It's, it's a cool group of guys and uh, and girls. I mean, there's the occasion Excellent. girls come along. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know, no, it's nobody specific. Just every everybody I hang out with, really. Yeah, I'll accept that. Okay, Stephen. Thank you so much, man, for being part of this uh, episode of Pouring Coffee. Thank you. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that actually. Yeah. Good. Good. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, for the rest of the listeners, we will be back next week with uh, a complete new, fresh episode. And until then, have a wonderful day and a super fantastic week. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward.